afternoon or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. I've got some words from the Word of God that's going to help us know where to go when we need direction. I got a lot of scriptures in my message. I'm not going to read an opening scripture, but I want us to pray. I want you to pray for yourself uh, today that God would speak to you. That if you're needing direction today, that God would give you direction. Amen? Jesus, I pray for this group of people that have gathered on this Sunday morning. God, we thank you, God, for what's already happened. We thank you for the worship, God, that this people have given to you today, God. We pray that you've received it, God, and you've been blessed by it. God, I pray for our graduates. I pray for every family and individual in this room, God. I pray as we face the days ahead, God, days that may seem to be uncertain, that may cause us a little anxiousness, God, that we would know where to turn when we need direction. God, put your hand upon this service. God, I pray you would speak clearly to our lives today. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Everybody said in Jesus' name. God bless you as you take your seats. Thank you, Kayla. Graduation Sunday. You know what? When we have moments like this in our lives, they provide a couple of things for us. They provide times for us to look back. Ezekiel and Grace, you get to look back at the 12 years that you've spent in school, reflect on some accomplishments, um, understand that you finally have made it. Um, you've reached this great milestone. I'm just going to say you've come a long ways. Just 17 years ago, 17, 18 years ago, when you were born, you were wrinkled, toothless, bald, crying, complaining, and had no clothes on. You have come a long ways. This is not the end. This is only the beginning. This is the start of a brand new chapter. And I'm talking to all of us today. Wherever life has taken you thus far, today is the brand new day. Today, there's a bright future in front of you. Today, you can step into it knowing that God is with you and there's new plans, there's new dreams, there's new ambitions on the horizon and God has a great future for us. In the Word of God, there's, there's a book that we go to sometimes at graduation times. It's the book of Ecclesiastes. And the book of Ecclesiastes was written by the wisest man who ever lived. Talk about wisdom. I know there's some smart people in this room, but this guy was smarter. His name was King Solomon. And he had a few things. As he began to write the book of Ecclesiastes, he had some advice for all of us. Ezekiel, Grace, this great king had advice for you as you prepare on the next chapter of your life. Let's start the book together. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 1. These are the words of the teacher. King David's son who ruled Jerusalem. This guy was no slouch. He was at the top of his game. And the Bible does declare he was the wisest man who ever lived. 
I want to find out what the wisest man has to say about this thing we call life. How many want to know what the wisest man has to say about your life? And I'm anxious. I want to see what he has to say. Verse 2, everything is meaningless. Excuse me? Says the teacher, completely meaningless. Man, this guy is encouraging me today. Isn't that the most bleak, the most just terrible way to start a good book? You want to know about your future? You want to know how it's going to be? I want to know about the meaning of life and fulfillment and satisfaction. We all want it. The wisest man who ever lived said, everything is meaningless, completely meaningless. What do people get for all their hard work under the sun? We're here in the GTA, the golden horseshoe. We're all trying to make another buck. We're all trying to get ahead. We're all trying to just just have our day. And this teacher, the wisest man who ever lived, says, what do you get for all your hard work? How many are working hard? Early mornings, late nights, slaving away on the job, either out in the field or in some office. Like you're doing it. You're you're doing it every day. What are you going to get for all that work? This is not a very upbeat beginning to this book, Mr. Wise Man. This is not a very optimistic way to talk to these two graduates sitting here today. You're thinking, man, I've got it. I've got high school. Now I'm going to move on and I'm going to... Everything is meaningless. Completely meaningless. What are you going to get? What, What are you going to get for all the hard work? Solomon begins this book. He's actually trying to shock the reader. He's actually trying to to get a little bit of a rise out of you. To let you know that many times we, all of us included, we spend a lot of time looking for things to fulfill us in this life. And he's telling us up front that where you're looking is in the wrong places. You you might be seeking all that good stuff, satisfaction, fulfillment, happiness, the meaning of life. But I'm telling you, if you're looking where everybody else looks, it's going to come up at the end of the day as meaningless. Solomon himself can speak from his, his experiences. He searched for happiness. He searched for satisfaction. He searched for all the fulfillment that this world had to give him. But he searched in all the wrong places. Notice what the writer writes in chapter 2 of Ecclesiastes. Starting at verse 1, it says, I said to myself, come on, let's try pleasure. Let's look for the good things in life. But I found that this too was meaningless. I also tried to find meaning. By building huge homes, 
How many have had to try to find a little meaning and happiness by, by getting a house? We've done it. He said, I, I tried to find meaning by building huge homes for myself, planting beautiful vineyards. How many have been planting in your garden, in your yard? Anyone putting trees or shrubs in already? Okay, there's a few of us here. Look for meaning there. I built reservoirs to collect water to irrigate my many flourishing groves. I bought slaves. How many have bought a slave lately? Both men and women and other flocks were born and others were born into my household. I own large herds and flocks, more than any of the kings who had lived in Jerusalem before me. This guy had it all. I collected great sums of silver and gold, the treasure of many kings and provinces. I hired wonderful singers, both men and women. I had many beautiful concubines. At least they were beautiful. I had everything a man could desire. So I became greater than all who had lived in Jerusalem before me. And my wisdom never failed me. He was a wise man. Anything I wanted, I would take. I denied myself no pleasure. I even found great pleasure in hard work. A reward for all my labors. You know, there's something to be said for working hard. Getting in there and just doing it and working hard and making an honest living. He says, I found pleasure in that. Some of you are finding too much pleasure in that. You don't want to work so hard that your family doesn't see you. And they're not there for you. But this is where it kind of ends in verse 11. But as I looked at everything I had worked so hard to accomplish, Ezekiel, Grace, when, when this wise man looked at everything that he had, everything that he had worked so hard to accomplish, it was all so meaningless, like chasing the wind. How many have ever caught the wind? You, you can't catch the wind. It's a little windy out there this morning. You know, it, it, the breeze is blowing. You can't catch it. That's what chasing after things in this world is like. There was nothing really worthwhile anywhere. Wow. Talk about an in-your-face kind of statement. Solomon lets us know that really in reality, we will never find satisfaction in this world. We will never find fulfillment in the things in this world. You will never ever be truly happy chasing after the stuff that's in this world. All the certificates, all the diplomas, all the degrees on your wall won't cut it. Ladies, all the, the, the clothes, all the shoes, all the money to go shopping when you want to go shopping, in the malls you want to go shopping in, won't cut it. Guys, all the cars, all the homes, all, all the... I'm not going to say that. Uh, all, all the wealth, all the fame, all the status, it won't cut it. It will not bring you satisfaction. All the popularity won't do it for you. Just ask Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Money, fame, fortune, notoriety, big homes, you name it, they had it. It didn't bring 
satisfaction. Every earthly road that you walk down will end up at a dead end. Every earthly road you walk down will always add up to a dead end. There will be no true satisfaction. We think we'll be happy when we get the next this or when we get the next that. When I finally get my career going, when I finally get the house, when I get the cottage on the lake, when I get that car, when I get that guy, when I get that girl. Telling you, sometimes that guy and that girl is going to bring you a lot of heartache. Husbands and wives, don't say amen right there, okay? (laughs) Most of us have learned, if we're honest, that the things we thought would bring satisfaction do not bring satisfaction at all. Solomon at the end of the book. I'm so glad there's a good ending to the book of Ecclesiastes. Here's what he said at the conclusion of this book. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 13. He says, that's the whole story. Here is now my final conclusion. I've had it all. I had everything my heart desired. I had every pleasure. I had everything. I was not lacking anything. But this is now the conclusion. Don't you want to know what the conclusion is? Fear God. Someone say, fear God. Fear God. Obey his commandments. This is everyone's duty. Wow. What he was really saying here, he says, really, the only way that you will be satisfied in life is if you get into this book and you find out about this God that loves you and this God that has answers where you need answers and this God that will provide satisfaction when you're looking for it everywhere else, you can find it in God. He is the only place that you will find True satisfaction. There's a psalm that came to my mind as I was thinking about this message. It it, it goes like this. There's nothing in this world worth living for. It always leaves me empty and longing for more. Jesus is the only reason I live. But oh, what a reason. Is he your reason today? Is he your reason today? Let's give him a little bit of praise. He's the one that brings the peace. He's the one that brings the joy. He's the one that brings the happiness. The Bible says he's the prince of peace. And he has joy unspeakable and full of glory. Directions needed. I've got four specific directions that we are going to give you today that will help you have a great future. I'm looking at my phone right now, and I'm looking at the Waze app. How many have the Waze app on your phone or your device? How many use the Waze, W-A-Z-E, Z-E, pardon me, I'm in Canada, W-A-Z-E, Waze. It's my go-to app for directions. It's where I go. If I need to know how to get from point A to point B, Remember, how many remember the flip apps you used to get from CAA? You know, you'd go on a trip and they'd give you the flip apps, and, or not apps, the flip paper. 
you'd get it out of the dash and, and you'd go and you'd have your, your co-pilot there and, and they'd be, okay, no, no, no. Oh my word, I am so glad. Thank you, Jesus, for the app called Waze. It, it, it tells you every turn to make. It, it, it tells you now, the, th- the reason I like Waze, it tells me when there's a pothole coming. And I can kind of get ready for it. There's a pothole in one kilometer. You know, 700, whatever. It, 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 right down to the, the end, potholes right here. And sure enough, the pothole's there. I don't know who's doing all the updating. It's not me. Maybe it's you. But I'm telling you, it's amazing. Every obstacle in the road... I am thankful that this app tells me how to get from point A to point B. Because we in this life need direction. But today, I've got a different app to use. I'm not talking about getting from here to your house. I'm talking about getting from here to heaven. And the way for you to have a good life here and the way for you to get over there is to understand you got to get into this book right here. This is the roadmap that will get you all the way home. Today, four directions that I will give to you that will help you in this life. Number one, pursue God. And pursue a godly path. Someone say pursue God. Say pursue a godly path. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 26 says, ponder. What's the word ponder mean? Think about. Spend some time thinking long and hard about. Ponder what? Ponder the path of your feet. And let all your ways be established. The path that you're currently walking. I'm not talking about the path from here to your car. I'm talking about your life path. We're all on a path. We're all heading somewhere. We're all walking in a certain direction. The path that you're currently on is taking you somewhere. You might say, well, I don't know where I'm going. Guess what? You're going somewhere. You're either going there by accident or or you're going there deliberately. Some will say at the end of the day, this is not where I plan to end up. Well, guess what? You were on a path. And the path always leads to somewhere. How many would like to go on a trip with Pastor? Okay, not everybody put your hand out. Okay. How many would consider at some point Taking a bus trip, but we're going to go together, okay? We're, we're, going, to, we're going to go together on a bus. And, and, and I'm from, we, we came from Virginia. Let's go to Virginia, okay? We're going to get a bus. We're going to take the road, and we're going to go, and we're going to stop in Amish country in Pennsylvania. We'll go to Sight and Sound Theater and watch one of their productions. We'll, we'll go down, and we'll drive by Alpine Drive and show you where we used to live. We'll go by the church in Ashburn, Virginia, and I'll show you that. We're very close to Washington, D.C. We'll, we'll go over, and I, I've been to D.C. 150,000 times, taking friends and family to see all the sites. We'll take you to the White House and the Capitol. We'll show you the Supreme Court. Whatever you want to see, we'll take you. Okay? 
So that's our plan. Our plan is we're going to load up here in front of the church. We're going to put all of our stuff in the bus, and we're going to pray over the trip. And then we're going to get on the highway, the 401. We're going to find the 401, and we're going to start heading west on the 401. It doesn't matter that we plan to go to Virginia. It doesn't matter that we have good intentions to end up in Virginia. If we are on the 401 heading west, we're not going to Virginia. No matter our intentions, no matter our planning, no matter what, because we're heading down the wrong path. It's really funny. There are people that they, they don't expect. They think that what they're doing and how they're living their life is not going to end up somewhere. They don't expect it's going to happen to them. I'm telling you, the path that you're on is leading you somewhere. There's an end to the path. We've got to make sure that, that we are very cognizant of the direction that we are headed. Is your direction towards God or is your direction away from God? Is your direction towards seeing Jesus one day and heading up and walking through gates of pearl and walking on streets of gold? If that's your goal, we've got to make sure we are on the right path. There's sometimes you see people and they're making decisions in their life. And you're thinking, I know where that's going to end up. How many have ever done that? You, you look at someone and, and, and you thought, okay, if they stay on this road, it's not going to be a good ending. The direction that you're currently traveling in will determine where you end up. Your direction right now, I want you to think about you. Forget the person sitting beside you. I want you to think about you. What direction are you heading? Is your direction towards God, towards holy living, towards being a, a good, godly Christian, or is your direction in another direction? We all know someone whose life is currently messed up. They're either messed up spiritually or relationally or financially, and we, we, we could just say, you know what? I could have told you. I saw that coming. But people deceive themselves. They, they sit, tend to think that life is just a series of unrelated decisions and that somehow they're going to end up at the right end someday magically. It doesn't happen that way. Every path has a predictable destination. And here I am as pastor today. I, I'm really not really concerned where you're at on the path as I am concerned about which direction you're headed on the path. I, I'm really not as concerned about how far along the path you are. My concern today is which direction. You could be almost to heaven, but if your direction is turning around and going in another direction, I'm concerned about the direction of your life. Not where you're at on the path today. You might be brand new and you're just getting started and you think, okay, I'm, I'm so far behind all of those spiritual godly people at Life Church. I'll, I don't care where you're at. 
I'm concerned about which way you're going. That's what you need to be concerned about. Because direction, your life focus, the way that you're looking is going to determine your outcome. I speak today to Ezekiel and Grace. Here's a graduation gift for you. A little piece of advice. When people ask you today, well, what are you going to do and where are you going to go and, and, and how, what are you going to be? And here's, here's a gift to you. You don't have to have all the answers today. You don't have to have it all figured out. The rest of your life, all, we, we sometimes put a lot of pressure on graduates that they got to have the rest of their life mapped out. They don't have to have it mapped out. Today, I would just say to both Grace and Ezekiel, just simply decide your best next step. That's all you got to worry about. Just the, the next step. What's the best next step in my life? Church today that's listening, where, how do you get going right? Just make that right next step. If you would just get your life heading in the right direction. The prayer that we need to pray is found in Psalm 25 and verse 4. Show me the right path. There there is a right path and there is a wrong path. How many have ever walked down that wrong path a little too long? If you've ever walked down the wrong path, you know very well there's a right path. Show me the path, the right path, oh God. Point out the road for me to follow. I want you to pray that right now. I want you to lift your hand. You can look at the screen and you can pray that prayer. Lord God, show me the right path, oh Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Because there's a right path, God. I want to end up on the right path. Because if I get on the right path with you, I will see you one day. If I get on the right path with God, then I will live a great life. The Bible calls it an abundant life down here. You don't get an abundant life by by seeking all that stuff that Solomon was seeking after. You get the abundant life by getting on the right path today and following after God and let him help you make steps in the right direction. This book right here, we do a Bible app at Life Church. Many of you are a part of reading the Bible app together. I, I challenge you, get in the Word of God every day. This is God's instruction book for living. If you want to know what to do and how to do it, it's found in this book. If you want to know what the next steps should look like, you will find answers here. Psalm 119 and 105 says, Your Word It's a lamp to my feet. It's a light to my pathway. Too often we want God to show up and speak to us. We want God to come down in a vision and tell us the rest of our life. How many would like to know how your life's going to turn out? There's a few of us. God doesn't do it that way. He never tells you. We couldn't handle some of the stuff that's coming if he told us all today. But the Bible says that his word, this is not just good to have it laying on your coffee table by itself or your nightstand and never ever open it. I do a lot of my Bible reading in my phone. It doesn't matter which way it comes, it's the word. This word, the Bible says, is a light 
to my feet. If you're walking through the forest at night and you have a flashlight, it's like this word is going to light up the next root. You're going to see that root. You're going to step over that one. There's a little gully there. We're, we're going we're to go past. We're, it's a light every day. Everything you're faced, every decision you make, every challenge that comes your way, his word, it's a light to my feet, lamp to my feet, and a light to my pathway. It has answers to questions. And I'll tell you this, I, I, I was like, too often people come and ask questions about what, what should I do with this, pastor? I'm telling you, if you read the word, it's right there. You don't have to ask or pray about something that's in the Word. If, there, if there's a command in the Word of God, you don't got to go and, and pray that God would allow you to do something that's forbidden in God's Word. God's got answers. And if God's Word says to do something, do it. If it says to pray, pray. If it says to serve Him, serve Him. If it says to live a holy life, live a holy life. Whatever God's word says to do, do it. If it says to be an evangelist, be a witness in your workplace. We're talking about that on Wednesday nights in our Bible study. If you're not a part of that, you're missing out. The spiritual discipline of being an evangelist or being a witness. If it says to do it, do it. One little story for you, um, personal story. I, I started going to a new barber. I got a haircut just on Thursday. I've been there about five times, and this, this lady, she's from Cuba. Her name is Beatrice, and, and I, I hate going to the different ones all the time. So I find one, and I lock in. Like, I mean, this, this is my barber, okay? I, I make sure when I'm going, I call up. I say, is Beatrice there, is there today? No, she's not. She's here. I'm, I'm coming tomorrow. I don't just show up and let anybody do this, okay? <laughs> There's no way. Got to be special to do this. I, I have to do whatever I can do to make myself look good, right? <laughs> but, but I've been there about four times, five times prior to this time, and, and we've been talking about, you know, being a witness and being a light and being, letting the light of Jesus Christ shine. And I was there, and Thursday morning was my opportunity. Friday morning, actually. I tried to go Thursday. Friday morning was my opportunity. And she knew I was a pastor. She, we'd already got that far, and we talked about church a few times. And she, she let me know. She said, I'm from Cuba. And she said, um, I, I really just don't have a lot of family here. I don't have a lot of connection here. It's my mother who's visiting. I got a daughter. Um, and, and, and I said, well, you need to come and visit my church. I'd like you to come and be my guest. There's a great family there. If you don't have a lot of family, there's a loving family at Life Church. And there's a God that loves you. And she about this God that loves her. But I, I gave her, she said, I want, where, do you have a card? And I, I had a card. I gave it to her. She said, I'm going to come and visit your church. She said, I work a lot of Sundays, but my first Sunday off, I'm coming to Life Church. It was as easy as one, two, three. Too often we make this evangelizing thing really difficult. It was organic. I didn't try to force it on my first visit, my second visit, my third visit, my fourth I waited until the opportunity presented itself. And I'm telling you, if you're looking, opportunities. But if God's word says to do something, just do it. So the first instruction for you today, pursue God, pursue a godly path. The second one is be careful who you allow to influence your life. Ezekiel, grace, got to be careful who you allow 
to influence your life. 1 Kings 11, talking about Solomon again, verse 1, but King Solomon loved many foreign women. Okay, this guy had some issues. As well as the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonites, Sidonites, and Hittites. From the nations of whom the Lord had said to the children of Israel. He didn't listen either. This is the wisest man who ever lived. The the, the word of God came and said, You shall not intermarry with them, nor they with you. Surely they will turn away your hearts after other gods. Solomon clung to these in love. For it was so when Solomon was old that his wives turned his heart after other gods and his heart was not loyal to the Lord his God as was the heart of his father David. This guy that the Bible says was the wisest man who ever lived allowed wrong influences to get too close. And these wrong influences turned his heart away from the true living God to serve idols. That just doesn't make sense to me. How could this happen? It's because he wasn't careful to heed the instruction in God's word. He wasn't careful to follow what he'd been told not to do. We got to be careful who we allow to get too close to us. Young people that are here today, we got to be careful who we let into our close circle friend group. Couples, adults, seniors here today, you got to be careful who you let into the close circle in your life. Because the wrong influences can turn us away from serving God. Got to be careful who you date if you're single. Got to be careful who you marry. Because who you date and who you marry will influence in a dramatic way your life and your future. We got to choose godly friends. If you're here today and you're not married, ladies, find a godly man. Don't expect a great family and a great future if you're going to hook up with an ungodly man, ladies. Men, don't go after the prettiest girl at the job. Find a godly girl. Because it will keep your heart tuned to a God that loves you. Find someone who loves God. Find someone who loves the things of God. Find someone who loves holiness and the altar. we got to be careful who we allow to influence our life. The third direction I've got for you today is stay full of the Holy Ghost. Today on the church calendar is Pentecost Sunday. There are churches celebrating this today. Ephesians 5 and verse 18 says this, Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Good advice. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. I thank God that we are a church that believes in the power of the Spirit. 
I thank God that God's Spirit still flows today. God's Spirit is still at work. And and Grace and Ezekiel, as you guys begin to navigate life, you're going to leave high school. You're, You're now considered, you know, maybe not quite, almost adults. You're going to start to make a lot of decisions on your own. There's decisions about college. There are decisions about who you're going to date, who you're going to marry. There's decisions about the career you're going to have. And pretty soon, no longer are there going to be parents in your life. They'll still be there, but they're, they're not going to be telling you what to do at every step of the way. But you know what we have? I'm so glad that we can have the power of His Spirit. Someone say the power of the Spirit. We can be led by the Spirit when decisions have to be made and mom or dad are not present, that I can be led by His Spirit. The Spirit of God, the Bible says in John chapter 16, however, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you. I'm thankful that the Spirit of God is still guiding my life. And we must all have His Spirit. Don't try to do this Christian thing and living for God without the Spirit. We need His Spirit. Amen? We we need His Spirit. I I don't want to do this life making decisions all by myself. Because I will mess it up every single time. And some of us have done that when we've got away from God or, or we didn't know God. We made decisions based on the flesh and we've messed it up. I'm thanking God that as a Pentecostal, we believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. Jude chapter 1 says, Beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm challenging you, if you've got the power of the Holy Ghost, begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost that will direct you. It's the Holy Ghost that will flow through you. It's the Holy Ghost that will guide your life. Stay full of the Spirit. It will make a huge difference. Both you guys have got the Holy Ghost. Both of you guys are living for God. I'm telling you, in your life, as you pursue God, stay full of the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost that will direct you. It's going to make the biggest difference in your life. And if you're here today and you've not yet received the power of the Holy Ghost, God wants to fill you with it today. I believe that. You can receive it today. Fourth piece of instruction that will help you in this life. Acknowledge God in everything. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. I, this was my favorite verse of scripture for all my young life. I had it memorized as a young man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Too often we let this get in the way. Too often we try to figure everything out here. But we have to learn to trust in the Lord with all our heart and not lean on our own understanding. And here's the key part. In all, someone say all. In fact, read this with me. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Stop. How many 
ways do we acknowledge Him? Not 99%. It says in all your ways. If we need direction, we, we, we said it early in the service, how many need direction? Almost everybody put up your hands. We all need direction. Here is the answer. Direction is found here. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your path. Talk about a promise. I had one preacher that came to visit us in Virginia. He says, you got, you got to pray about everything. Whatever you're going to do, pray about it. Doesn't matter what it is. Should I go to the store right now? Pray about it. Should I take this trip? Pray about it. Should I go with that person? Pray about it. Because if you acknowledge him in all your ways, should I take this job? Whatever you're going to do, acknowledge God in all your ways. And the Bible says, he shall direct your paths. It's a promise in God's word. If God makes a promise, he comes good on his promise. He will come through every, you don't know what to do. You don't know which way to turn. You don't know what the decision you should make. You don't know, you don't know, you don't know. Let's tell you this, acknowledge God. Acknowledge God. Acknowledge God. And he is going to direct your future, your path. We don't have to search for satisfaction in all the wrong places. We don't get a search for fulfillment in all the wrong places. Really, the direction that we are looking for is a person. And the person is Jesus Christ. John chapter 14 and verse 6, and I'm done. The music team can come back to the keyboard. Jesus said himself, I am the way. I know there's more than that verse, but that's all I need to say. Jesus Christ said, I am not going to tell you the way. He didn't say that. He says, I'm not going to give you. He said, I am the way. You want to have a great life? You want God to direct you? You want to end up at the right location? Get with that person. Get with the one who is the direction. Get with the one who's got the answers. Get with the one who can lead you through tough times. Jesus said, I am the way the way. I'm going to invite you to stand here today. If you need direction, direction is Jesus. If you're here today and you need direction about anything, I'm telling you, direction is a person. It's Jesus Christ. He is direction. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both, and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.